focusing on fitness and your health. Welcome to What's Next, Living Longer, Better, Smarter. This edition is made possible by Get Set Up, a place for active older adults to learn, connect, and share. Find them at getsetup.io. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Mary Furlong. Hi, Mary. Hi, Fred. It's great to be here at the beginning of another fall season and our anniversary of one year with this podcast. Into our second year now. And it's a great time to be focused on fitness and health. We have some very knowledgeable guests joining us. Dr. Prentice Taylor is Vice President for Medical Affairs at Doctor on Demand, which provides telehealth services through some of the major health insurance companies. Thanks for being with us, Dr. Taylor. Glad to be here today. And joining us from Get Set Up is co-founder Lawrence Cusick. Great to see you, Lawrence. Good to see you, Fred. Hi, Mary. Great to, great to be a part of this today. And from Dance for Healing, we're happy to have founder Amy Lee. We're going to turn to you first, Dr. Taylor. We're still in the midst of a pandemic, such a long and difficult time. First, what are your thoughts about the latest news, the, the FDA recommendation on a third Pfizer vaccine for people 65 and over and others who are at risk? Well, I, I would say having followed the pandemic and also being a, a practicing physician nationally with telemedicine and seeing people affected by it, that uh, that was welcome news. I know that various uh, experts on vaccine safety and effectiveness have uh, anticipated that booster shots would be needed. I do remember seeing Dr. Anthony Fauci on uh, CNBC or CNN or one of those networks uh, probably six weeks to two months ago, being interviewed about this. And we know that the larger thing is that immunity wanes a bit over time with any vaccination. So that was expected with the uh, COVID shots as well. So uh, I would say that the boosters are uh, generally a good thing and they seem to be uh, effective and safe thus far. I've talked to a number of people who have had them in various categories. And the, the other part of good, the good news there is that uh, younger children, I think from five to 11, uh, their Pfizer is applying, I guess, to have the vaccines approved for, for them too, which is great because a lot of us have kids and grandkids. Yes, certainly it'll be great to have uh, grandchildren who are relevant to uh, the demographic listening today, the good folks listening today, uh, vaccinated and will worry less about their health and also them transmitting it to others. So uh, I, I do anticipate that probably that uh, approval will be forthcoming, at least on an emergency youth authorization basis in terms of uh, those, those vaccines. You know, anecdotally, uh, Mary and I have both been seeing more and more people, friends, who've contracted COVID, even if they've been vaccinated. So there's a lot of fear out there. Tell us about the role besides vaccinations, the role that, that overall health and fitness can play here. Well, uh, overall health and fitness is uh, important. It's been shown in multiple studies done in multiple countries to affect the effectiveness of the immune system. So your immune system is affected by many things uh, having to do with stress and your overall health. But I would say that we know that exercise, uh, getting some at least 
walking exercise most days of the week uh, has beneficial effects on uh, the immune system being able to fight not only viruses, but bacteria. And some think uh, the immune system may help with uh, cancer prevention as well. Uh, so in addition, there's nutrition and we know that there are multiple uh, studies showing the benefits of a Mediterranean type diet, which has a lot of uh, fresh produce, fresh colorful produce, and emphasizes more uh, things like olive oil in the diet, which can be thought of as a complement and a condiment, as really what I meant to say, a condiment instead of butter, and also uh, eating lean protein sources, plant-based sources, but also uh, lean chicken and fish. So those are some things to keep in mind about how um, those lifestyle factors are important for uh, preventing infectious diseases generally. So Fred, I have a couple of questions because you know they talk about the 15 pounds you gain when you go to college or if you go to Facebook, you gain, I don't know, 20 pounds and you work so hard. Um, but I think there is this COVID weight gain that happened. And I think part of it was stress and part of it was fear of going out. Um, and I hear there's now a pandemic of obesity that may be over 200 million people, right? I don't know if that's exactly accurate. Um, were, how much did you see in the calls that you take with people concerned about stress and about losing weight and now that we've been in it so long, I think everyone's ready to chip the concrete and get that weight off. So have you seen stress and obesity as key issues? Well, I, I see them as a little bit separate, but I'm glad you've made a connection as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been very stressed by this pandemic and all the mask wearing and the guidelines, which are, which are good things. I'm not objecting to those, but uh, it's been the first time in my career, which spans a couple of decades, I've had uh, grown men calling in and video visits, uh, actually weeping during the calls. Uh, it's not like there have been dozens and dozens of those, but I've just been struck to see how um, palpably and demonstrably some people have been affected by stress uh, due, to, due to this pandemic. Now, um, and that, that pertains to all age categories as well. I've been seeing it, uh, and my colleagues have been seeing it in teenagers and, and others, college students and others. But going back to obesity, you know, the activity level had been cut down for a lot of people. I myself had been a person who had been used to going to the gym about four times a week. And then when the gyms all closed down in here in Illinois, where I live, uh, it had to be supplemented by something. So eventually we got some home exercise equipment, but I would say that there's been a difference in the intensity and the duration of exercise in our family. My wife and I have talked about this quite a bit compared to when we were going to gym and in the gym and it's, it's kind of more competitive, you know, in a sense when there are other people on the bike or the elliptical or the Stairmaster, or the treadmill next to you or close to you, you know, you're, you push yourself differently when you have that, uh, that group effect of seeing how other people are working out. So there's much to say about that, but uh, the thing that I would say is that this so-called COVID-15, COVID-20 of weight gain is very real. I had experienced 10 pounds of it myself that I first joked was, was muscle because I got some weights in the home gym equipment, but then eventually I concluded it wasn't muscle and I, I needed to just 
lengthen my workouts to get that down. So there's so much to say about this, but many people have found getting out in the fresh air and walking has been a very uh, inexpensive, affordable way to get some increased exercise and get those uh, at least uh, 7,000 steps a day if you can. And when you say walking, should people be leisurely about it or is it more healthy to step up the pace? Uh, walking at a brisk pace so you can warm up, but eventually you want to be walking at a pace more like one, two, one, two, one, two, you know, that kind of pace. There are a variety of ways of pacing yourself, but uh, some people say that, uh, you know, walking with a partner and talking is good. But if you can uh, push yourself at some point so that it's, it's hard to keep up a conversation, well, you know you have your heart rate up and you, you're really accomplishing something in terms of uh, burning fat. So it, there's a lot to be said about that. And if you're out there on the street wearing headphones, keep the volume low or change the setting so you can hear the traffic and everything else around you. <laughs> Tell our audience a little bit more about Doctor On Demand, what it does and how much more demand you're, you're seeing during the pandemic. Well, if I can explain Doctor On Demand in, in simple terms, uh, Doctor On Demand is a national telemedicine service where we select high quality doctors who pop up in video visits in your device wherever you are. And so that's very convenient for a lot of people because uh, they don't have to go drive across town, sit down in a waiting room, and then uh, wait separately in an exam room to be seen, even if the doctor's on time. And you know, I, I did that for years, so I don't wanna seem like I'm critical or bashing doctors or the healthcare system, but that's the reality of it. Whereas a lot of people find it uh, very efficient uh, just in general, but it was accelerated by the pandemic to be able to connect with the doctor with usually no more than three minutes of waiting time, uh, even at peak periods and generally uh, less time than that. We also offer behavioral health visits. I'm not trying to make this an infomercial or doctor in demand. There are many of these telemedicine services, but I think that one thing that's different about us is that we've trained our primary care physicians to be able to recognize, score and treat depression and anxiety, because those are so common. And so many, many people are struggling with various uh, levels of stress, concerns, relationship issues that may not have ascended to the full level of a diagnosis of depression or anxiety. So um, it's something that we integrate. It's not that, uh, you know, we have psychiatrists and psychologists and licensed clinical social workers uh, and those visits are available in shorter notice that you find in the outside world, but we integrate all of that together, referring patients back and forth. And like I said, the 24-hour availability of primary care physicians who are good communicators, listen well, they're empathetic, and also trained in this uh, is a unique advantage for us. Very interesting. Turning to you, Lawrence, uh, let's get the big picture first of the great innovation that you're bringing to older adults with Get Set Up. Tell us about it. Sure. So, you know, Get Set Up is a, a social learning platform for older adults. And the pandemic has clearly sort of accelerated our business, probably in the same way it has uh, doctors on demand. Um, we've seen our demographic, which has historically been uh, relatively isolated at any rate, but the pandemic has really sort of solidified that. So it's becoming even more important 
to help our our demographic learn the basic smart devices, whatever it is they have at home, whether that be smartphone, tablet, iPhone, basic laptop, you know, help them get online so that they can avail themselves of some of these other wonderful services to stay to stay healthy and to stay connected. So, you know, as the name would suggest, we started teaching basic tech to get them online and into their first Zoom class. And then what we found was, you know, they really wanted to take more classes, more health, learn more sort of health literacy to stay healthy at home, to exercise at home, to cook healthy recipes at home. And so we've, we've felt like we've been able to do some enormous good by first helping them get online and then making them feel comfortable that they can sort of learn, discover and grow um, in our classes, whether they be sort of learning a specific sort of meditation technique, managing anxiety, managing chronic illness, or just exercising, doing sort of yoga or whatnot at home. It allows them to not only sort of solve for some loneliness, but stay healthy, um, you know, while they're, 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 uh, they're quarantining, if you will. So how does health and fitness fit into this? And also you're providing jobs for fitness instructors which was an important public service, right? Exactly, thank you for mentioning that, Mary. Yes, we think about sort of Get Set Up as being a place where um, older adults can reskill and upskill, and many of them are retired teachers. They might be also retired you know, doctors, lawyers, nurses, yoga instructors, because we teach a, a variety of, of really interesting categories across the platform. But um, there, there's, there's a lot of interesting uh, expertise on the platform around staying healthy, different sort of instructors for yoga, for meditation, for managing even things like chronic illness, diabetes, fall prevention, et cetera. And so getting experts on the platform to help our audience sort of understand how to think about and how to manage these conditions um, has been uh, um, an important part of, of the work we do. Um, but we do offer an opportunity for those folks to sort of learn and teach on the platform and they help others, other older adults, uh, learn the things they want or need to live happy, healthy, more connected lives. And this has been embraced at the government level too, right? Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, we've, amongst our earliest partners, well, we're only about 18 months old, but about four months in uh, to our business when, when the pandemic did hit, you know, we realized that the area agencies for aging, um, the cities, um, and even the state government, sort of health and human services and Medicaid, had a significant need to sort of offer virtual curriculum, uh, particularly health and wellness, uh, to their populations. And so today we now have partnerships with 26 different states at all levels to offer sort of virtual classes, a lot of them sort of health literacy um, uh, classes to their, to their populations. And so that's been important uh, for our growth, but also to, to, to do good work with the states where it's desperately needed. Sometimes we talk about innovation in this podcast and technology and Get Set Up is unique in the quality of investors you have behind the company. So out here in Silicon Valley, you have kind of a who's who list. Do you want to mention some of those to the audience? Sure. Uh, we were very blessed um, to have earlier early investors who came from sort of education, technology, 
um, and, and the healthcare spaces. And, and that's really helped sort of inform our, our marketing, our messaging and, and the tech platform as we think of better ways to provide sort of frictionless onboarding and education to our older adults. But um, amongst the earlier early investors were, were folks like uh, Jerry Yang from, from Yahoo, founder of Yahoo, Reid Hoffman uh, through Sweat, Sweat Equity Ventures, founder of, of uh, LinkedIn, uh, Mark Pincus, the, the founder of Zynga, and all of them becoming older, older, older adults themselves. So, you know, not only investors uh, for the service, but, but also perhaps uh, future users. Um, and so a, a great group of folks that have, have really helped us think through sort of how to grow and scale the platform. And for, you, for your users, a lot of this uh, is done in groups, right? Online? Well, absolutely, a absolutely. I think the group and community ex or a community sort of uh, aspect of this, Fred, has really been quite important because you know we like to say that they come for the learning. They actually stay for the socialization. Many spending anywhere from a couple of hours a day to sometimes twenty plus hours a week. And so, while they're learning interesting new things, the 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 socialization piece has been quite important because a lot of this demographic is now very isolated and very lonely. And that is not at all good, good for our health as I'm sure um, Dr. Taylor can, can, uh, uh, can support me on. Well, that, that's a perfect opportunity for us to turn to Amy, who's been doing some remarkable things online and in person with Dance for Healing. It's the numeral four in Dance for Healing. Uh, Amy, give us a quick explanation of what it is. Yeah, so Dance for Healing is a um, telehealth platform that powered by patent-pending AI to help uh, elders and chronic patients find compatible buddies to build fun-lasting habits together. Um, and our mission really is making happy habit building fun and supportive. And our vision is to be a global technology leader and a global cultural hub to uh, bridge creative arts in healthcare. Um, and it is um, inspired by my own <clears throat> stage four cancer journey, where, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> uh, so um, that I have to go do, you know, the difficult challenges of isolation, uh, loneliness, you know, stuck at home, you know, that I feel I experience a lot what the elderly uh, people go do. And, and, you know, I was lucky to survive stage four cancer. And I just had this strong calling that, you know, creative arts really make a difference for me. And there's a lot of clinical study behind it. Uh, you know, like this one, like, you know, helping dementia patients. Uh, so I just feel like somebody got to do something and that person might be me, uh, you know, <laughs> given that I do have a lot of industry background in innovation, AI research, uh, specialized in human-centered design behavior strategy. Uh, so I just feel like I need to do something. And <laughs> here I am, yeah. And we kind of discovered you when you were a finalist in the ARP competition. And yeah. um, I was so impressed with your background because user interface design, making the technology easy to use is an important part of all of your work, right? But yes. very inspiring, Amy, to take your UI background with a challenge like cancer. Um, so Fred, amazing stories, right? Really, and the, the idea, let me, we can start a little conversation with Dr. Taylor here too. Talked about walking and other kinds of exercise, whether people are jumping on a Peloton, whatever. Dance 
is fun. <laughs> a fun way to burn those calories. So I'll let you chat maybe a bit with Amy about that. Well, you know, one thing I wanted to say that uh, earlier when I was listening to uh, Lawrence talk was about the so-called digital divide. And, uh, you know, many people are very fortunate to have all sorts of devices. I think I have uh, three Apple devices and just you know, moved up to current generation. But uh, a lot of people don't have uh, the luxury of those resources. And so uh, the ability for his company to address that, but also listening here to what Amy is talking about, you know, dance isn't necessarily uh, a very expensive thing. You could do that in your living room. You could do that in your basement. You could do that in your backyard. So it, it, it makes it more accessible. So I'm interested in what my other two panelists colleagues might say about that. One thing I do wanted to comment though, is uh, we just submitted a NIH and also an NSF grant. Um, and then we had to do a lot of study like in the pandemic impacts in the population. Um, and, uh, the about three out of four during the pandemic reported 80 to 100% in terms of stress level, <laughs> really high. And then I think six out of 10 reported weight gain. Uh, and our NSF study is a partnership with Stanford uh, for diabetes patients. In, as you know, weight gain is a huge concern uh, for diabetes patients. So I know that you mentioned that earlier. I just wanted to emphasize that, yeah, it's pretty scary. And then on, in terms of mental health, there's also challenges that in teenagers, um, I think the data was, uh, I forgot exact data, but maybe one out of four teenagers have attempted suicide during this pandemic, which is very scary. Uh, so our NIH grant will be a proposal in the generational program to help uh, dementia patients and caregivers, you know, because there's beauty in the intergeneration, you match the young and the old. Uh, it's simply a joy to see my niece interact with my mom, <laughs> you know? And then like, she's now moved to New York. She would call my mom every day and report to the grandma, you know? And just like lovely to see that, that connection, you know, regardless they're in the same space and not, yeah. And I, I like your line there, get your Nana and Papa to dance. That's... <laughs> It's terrific. And that ties in with the intergenerational thing. Lawrence, uh, tell us uh, when you when you're seeing people who are taking advantage of, of online fitness and, and health programs, you said they, they come for the community. That's that's what they stay for. But th there are results as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think they're 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 mental and physical uh, results because, you know, the, the very important work that Amy's doing, it, it brings people together to not only stay healthy, but I think that they, that there's a joy and, and stress reduction and a release, um, when you're dancing and particularly if you're able to share it with a group and they're laughing and they're having fun, we see, we, we have some dance classes on the platform, but we see a lot of sort of singing and music related classes that sometimes end up becoming dance classes. And the other interesting thing that we note is that dancing is really quite a, it's a global thing for us because you know, we started our business in the US and we just expected that US older adults would likely be most of the students. Uh, but as we've sort of seen our older adults invite friends, family, loved ones, it's become a very global thing. So we regularly have a singing or a dance class where you'll have uh, Americans, Indians, 
Malaysians, uh, folks from Australia, New Zealand, from Europe, all in a class together. And it really is quite wonderful to see everybody dancing, enjoying singing and having fun. And you realize that you're, yes, you're helping people stay healthy, but there's a real joy and a sense of community that's being created when they come together and do these activities. I wanna yeah, uh, go back to what Dr. Taylor said about the digital divide because we're going to be moving into our Washington Innovation Summit. And we're going to hopefully have Fred interview some of the people who are stakeholders in that conversation. And I have a birthday twin, my birthday's next week, my birthday twin and I will both be 73, but I know how hard it is for her to get out. And I know her broadband access is not the same as mine. And I really think that just like we pay attention to equity of children in school with technology, we have to pay attention to older adults and their, access and their ease of use so that they can take advantage of these resources. So it's great to hear that voice at the table. It's great to bring back the music and the jazz and the fun, right, Fred? Absolutely. What a great group of people here. Really, and Lawrence, we wanna mention this, Get Set Up just had a pretty big news announcement, uh, a partnership with Orange County, a $2.4 million initiative to provide iPads and Get Set Up subscriptions to 600,000 eligible older adults in Orange County. Uh, residents will have access to free virtual wellness, online education, social groups, and help them stay connected and active. So that's pretty exciting, addressing, I guess, some of these digital divide issues even. Yeah, absolutely. You have to solve the first mile problem and get people online. And oftentimes you have to think through sort of connectivity issues, device issues, um, a, a lot of a lot of our our demographic, they may or may not have devices that are ready and prepared. They may not know how to use them, and so we dive in and sort of uh, uh, partner with the, the local governments to sort of uh, uh, be that first line, if you will. And we have a huge team of sort of older adults who help onboard other older adults, get them familiar with whatever device it is they have at home to get them into that first video class. And if you help them do that, then it sort of opens up a whole new universe of other things that they can do, which is, you know, the other programming sort of on our platform, uh, Amy's, you can use uh, value, valuable services like, like Dr. Taylor's. Um, but, but I think if we can help older adults who need to sort of solve for that initial sort of technical digital divide, if we will, or hesitancy, that's a really important role for us. And we like to partner with, with organizations that are trying to solve for that at the grassroots level. And oftentimes that is the counties like you know, Orange County, uh, states of New York, Michigan, Texas, Florida. Um, those are important for us to, to, to help their older adults get enough sort of technical competency so that they can they can avail themselves of these other important services. Dr. Taylor, maybe you can address uh, quickly. I, anecdotally, I've been hearing that some insurers, health insurers, have seen that, that their clients have not been able to get to the gym, and now they're pushing people to go and do things online to take advantage of some of these services. Well, I, I'm sure that some have. Um, <clears throat> we've seen a uh, a variety of uh, initiatives around that. Uh, I haven't seen a really good comprehensive initiative, but I, I would expect that um, 
some that specialize in Medicare Advantage, like Humana and probably United Healthcare, uh, would be uh, pushing that. You know, not not being you know personally a member of a Medicare Advantage plan. I haven't seen that directly myself, but it wouldn't surprise me. So I, I think those are are good things to um, to support and to proliferate. And they 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 have a lot of opportunity to grow the greater good. I have seen that. I think United now reimburses for a Peloton at home, where you buy the Peloton and they'll reimburse for classes. But you're all doing such important market leading work to make it more fun, to make our seniors more healthy uh, and to build viable, great businesses, new businesses, innovative ones. So Fred, great session, right? Absolutely. And we wanna thank uh, Dr. Taylor, Dr. On Demand, Lawrence Kosick from Get Set Up and Amy Lee at Dance for Healing for being with us. Well, Mary, there are some very helpful online sites and gadgets that can really help. I've been a longtime fan of Spark People. One of my friends was the founder, and that's a great resource to help you make progress. But recently, inspired by one of my colleagues who tried an app called Clinio, K-L-I-N-I-O. I tried that as well. And it did a lot of the things that Dr. Taylor talks about in terms of suggesting healthy foods, helping you monitor your, the amount of water you drink, the amount of steps you take, and then making sure that your BMI goes down so that you don't tip into diabetes. And, and I think that those are great resources to, to use. And also just learning to eat healthy and to be more mindful of getting better sleep. And, uh, you know, I think that it was a stressful time. It continues to be a stressful time. And so taking care of your health should be a big priority for all of us, right? Absolutely. And, and one thing that Dr. Taylor talked about was just getting out there and walking at a, at a fairly brisk Pace. You don't have to hurt yourself. You don't have to stress your knees, your hips, or anything else. Just keep moving and at a, at a brisk brisk pace, what you're comfortable with. Now, I've had a chance to, to take a look at some interesting health and fitness gadgets. Some of my latest favorites are the Oura Ring, O-U-R-A, a very comfortable way to track sleep, activity, and even temperature. Really small. I don't know if you can see it here, but it's just a ring that you wear and it's got the sensors in it that are very, very sophisticated. Uh, the Withings Body Cardio with Vascular Age is a great motivating scale, that a really smart scale to give you your body composition, even your vascular age. Don't ask me what the tech is that enables them to do that, but they do. They give you a range of what you're fitting in. And there are so many wearables out there that are worthwhile. The Apple Watch, Fitbit, Samsung's Galaxy Watches, and for only $20, there's one called the Wise Watch. Looks pretty sophisticated. It looks great, but it sells for only $20. Uh, it's spelled W-Y-Z-E. A very nice fitness tracker with a big screen that also does heart rate, blood oxygen level, important during COVID, I think. Uh, does sleep monitoring, steps, board, does the notifications from your smartphone. And 
the biggest thing, as we said, is that price tag, $20. So it doesn't have to be super expensive, even though it seems pretty rugged and it's got a battery life of something like nine days. I don't want to sound like a commercial for them, but essentially it is, I suppose. They, they do a great job. And uh, so really a worthwhile investment for $20. Yeah, you can't beat the prize. I once tried to start a company called Still Fab for 60 plus women. And it grew out of the fact that a friend of mine was walking down the street in New York and a friend of hers said, wow, you still look fabulous. And we had seen that. Um, we had seen a musical that was, you know, still crazy after all these years. So we thought, we should start a website and be, still be fabulous because you don't want to say you look healthy. You want to say you look great. You look fabulous. And we want all of our older adults, even those who are a hundred or more to have people walk up to them and say still fab after all these years. And how appropriate since you're celebrating a birthday, happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> well, we keep making it up, right? We have to say, you know, 70 is the new 50, but but also it's that vision of the future that we can still be, it's in all of our best interest to create a culture. And I love what Lawrence talked about, the global image of everyone dancing. You just wanted to jo join that dance group. So I think what we saw today is real pioneers leading in innovation in health and wellness, and then a shift maybe because of COVID to the need to find new ways of staying healthy. And Absolutely. That'll do it for this edition. We want to thank our sponsor, Get Set Up. And of course, we want to thank you for listening or watching. Stay safe and healthy and remember to subscribe. And remember, you can find us at maryfurlong.com and you'll find links to our guests who are with us today. There is much more to come.